How you doing? Welcome back to the True Results 303 Podcast. Once again, I am Russell, your host. I want to thank you for tuning in. Your time is very valuable. You're spending it here. I hope you're not only finding value in this time we spend together, but you're also using this time to make yourself a better person and then to also motivate and inspire those around you to be better. So, entry song was NF, All I Have. Once again, a Christian conscious rapper. I will try to remember to play more at the end of the podcast. But once again, that's NF, just the letter NF, All I Have. And once again, don't forget to follow on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google, plus the YouTube channel. All of those links are down below in the description box. I would definitely... Appreciate it if you joined, shared this information, and we can grow together. So we're going to go with, oddly enough, a podcast on the topic of how to win an argument every time, right? So I ended up reading a book called How to Win an Argument Every Time, and this book is by Gary Spence Jerry Spence sorry I saw the G G E R R Y Spence S P E N C E and I'm just going to give you some of the takeaways I got from it uh, but once again it's always best to actually read the book because he has a lot of real life examples on how you can take these things and actually use them in the world world or just examples of how they did work in the world world. So he calls them locks, things that lock us, and then the key to open these locks to help us better become arguers. So his whole main concept of the book we've got to understand is that argument, debates, conversations, it's all the same word. Right? Argument, debate, conversation, conflict, verbal conflict, whatever, they're all the same thing and they are a good thing. Argument is a good thing. It's a way to get your point across. It's a way to learn and grow. It's a way to hopefully understand our own shortcomings in our thinking and also help others do the same. So arguing is a good thing that he talks about in this book. So... The first ones I'm going to go with here are all public speaking, debates, friends, anything like that. So the first lock he says is, I don't like to argue. We should try to all get along, right? This is the lock. And this is what a lot of people think nowadays, that, oh, arguing's bad. Like I said, it's not bad because it helps us grow. That's what's wrong with today's world is that nobody wants to have those difficult conversations. And then we wonder why, as we grow, we are so immature or stuck in our old way of thinking because we've never been challenged and we never tried to challenge those around us. And the key is 
give yourself permission to argue because once again, there's nothing wrong with it. Lock number two, I'm afraid to argue. And I can understand that because when I first started to um, come back to the Catholic faith, becoming more spiritual and things like that, it is difficult to talk about these things, especially if it's something that you're new at. The key for this is fear is our ally. Fear is energy that can be used for positivity. And we've got to understand that energy is energy sometimes. And that fear, the things that hold you back the most are, or the things that you're afraid to do are the things that you need to step up and you need to face because it's only going to make you better. Lock three, why argue? Why experience pain? Why chance losing? Right? Why take the risk? And we see this in everyday life. We don't want to play that sport. We don't want to play that team. We don't want to have the arguments because we might lose. And I think we've got to understand there's a lot of uh, famous older quotes. I, don't, I can't quote the people, you know. Uh, but failure is just eliminating an option that's going to get you one step closer to success. Whoever said something similar to that. Um, we can't see losing and failure as a bad thing. At least you tried. I've heard it said best. I was watching an Iron Man, uh, the exercise, Iron Man motivational video. And it says, nobody will care that you quit, but you'll have to live with it for the rest of your life. Right? Nobody cares if you quit. Why? Because the majority of people quit and never try anyways. That's why they get upset when you succeed. That's why they don't like to see you succeed because it makes them think about themselves and how they don't put in the work. Same thing with losing weight. Why do you think when you lose weight, everybody all of a sudden is, oh, you're too skinny. You're this, you're that. That's because they've tried so many times and have failed. And misery loves company. And so the key for that one is the art of arguing is the art of living. Life itself is an argument. Like I said, he sees argument as a good thing. Lock four. I'm not a talented speaker. Now, once again, we're, we all aren't. I hate public speaking, to tell you the truth. And I have the podcast and I have, um, the, po- I have the podcast and the YouTube videos, right? I'm working on my ebook. I just need to get the nerve to put it out as well. But in reality, you can become better. You might not ever be the best, but you can become better the more you practice, right? In my opinion, those people that are afraid of public speaking are the people that are afraid of their own voice. You just need to talk more in general to yourself. Speak out loud. I think in my opinion, that will help in general. I used to never sing at church. I sing at church now. I remember the first time I ever started singing at church. I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Today's the day. Today's the day. And I start singing, and there's this little, like, four-year-old girl in front of me. She just turns around like, what are you doing? And I, all I could think the whole time was she's looking at you. Just stop. Just stop. And I was like, no, I'm not going to let this little four-year-old intimidate me. I'm going to keep singing. I don't really care, right? Um, and then I kept singing. I kept singing. And there's still times when I go to church, I'm just like, I don't even want to sing. But then I kind of get in the groove. I feel, you know, I'm feeling... Uh, good, so I'll start singing. And I've also heard an older lady tell me it was so refreshing to hear you sing, a guy sing. So um, the lock for this one is, or the key is, you are unique and you have power that no one else can imitate. Right? The same thing. God has blessed you with time, talent, and treasure. And you need to be able 
to communicate that to others. It might not be in the best way. You might not have the best vocabulary, but as long as you can say it respectfully and sound respectful, then you have value and people need to hear. Lock five. If I argue, I want to win. And I can understand that. So this says, the the key to this one is, what is winning? What do you consider winning? It all depends on what you consider winning. Because if you compare yourself to others and what others believe as success, it could lead you down the wrong road. Right? Unfortunately, people nowadays think a lot of money and a lot of material possessions is go- equals success. But we don't understand that these people can be house poor, $30,000 in credit card debt, but they have a lot of nice things. But that doesn't really mean anything. Then he says, know when to argue. It's that same equivalent of pick your battles. There's nothing wrong with losing, right? We've already discussed that. And then it also depends on what you think is winning. It's the same concept of when you see a skinny person, you're like, geez, that person is healthy. When in reality, they could be just as unhealthy as you when you look at the blood work. It doesn't matter. Appearance does not equal health. I heard I watched a video the other week that ticked me off and it was about people that got upset because they lost weight because they had an eating disorder and people kept telling them they looked good so then they kept taking their eating disorder to the another extreme and then all of a sudden it was everybody else's fault that they had an eating disorder you know and in reality I don't know that you didn't lose that weight by eating healthy and going to the gym. I just know you've lost weight. So once again, in reality, if you were able to talk and have conversation and express yourself to others and say, and and be vulnerable and say, yes, I've lost this weight, but you know what? I've really been struggling with eating and I'm starving myself. Then people can help you. But I'm going to, that's the problem as well, I've always said, with man in general. We always think the best of ourselves, right? So in thinking the best of myself, it's funny. We think the best of ourselves that we can never do any wrong, but then we think the worst of others. But when it comes to these eating disorders, we always think they're doing it the right way when in reality they're probably struggling. Because I know when I first lost my weight, it was because of, I broke up with a girlfriend, but I did mine healthy. I was hitting the gym and I was eating healthy, you know, but you never know. Lock six, they are more powerful or respected than me. A higher position in the company, well-respected in the community. This can prevent you from speaking your mind, but that doesn't mean, once again, that you don't have valid points and valid arguments that can help the situation. This one says, so the key to this one is, their power is your power. Self-esteem, letting them know what you want. Know their power. So it's like a boss. I'm trying to think of... The point he gave for this one, it's know their power, right? Um, Dang it, I wish I could. You know, I think he talked about being in court, right? Because this guy's a lawyer. That's how he came up with this whole uh, book on how to win an argument because he's a lawyer. So it's know their power. Their power is your power. And I think this is the argument he gave. It might be later on in one of his keys So I might be revealing something a little early. But he said, so you're in a courtroom. You know that the jury has the power to free your client. So you pretty much say, 
you're the one in power, right? You start your statement with, I know you're the one that has all the power. You have the power to let this man free, to let this man go home to his family and his children. And I'm hoping that's what you're going to do, right? Knowing their power, acknowledging that they have the power, whoever the person is. So I hope I didn't give that away. I might, like I said, you've got to read the book because he gives so many real life examples. Once again, it is How to Win an Argument Every Time. Gary, Jerry Spence. Lock seven, no one will listen to me. Why should they? The key, anyone can be credible. We must just be willing to tell. So once again, it's doing your research. It happens every day. You do your research, you go into a... Uh, into a situation, into a conversation, and all of a sudden you're uh, confronted with something that you don't have an answer to. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that. That just means you got to go back to the drawing board, do more research, right? Lock eight, telling the truth, being vulnerable. People don't take me serious. Key, share your feelings, being credi- uh, being credible, confessing your fears. And this is where he talked about he was trying to give his opening statement at the end or closing statement, whatever it is. And he couldn't figure it out. And he said, so I started it with, ladies and, and ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I stand here fearful, afraid that my client, an innocent man, will be sent to jail because of my inability to do my job. Right, so right now you're you're letting them know how you feel, and unfortunately in today's society with political correctness, you know it's not unfortunate, but we can all empathize and sympathize with these things. And of course, it can get taken too far, like the whole political correctness and safe spaces and things like that. Um, but that's something we can connect with emotion. So once again, it's letting people know that you're you have fears of this and that. There's nothing wrong with that fear. You've got to face it. Lock nine, they agree, I agree back, and I still lose. Huh, that one's kind of strange, right? So the key, listen and you will start to win. Listen and you will start to win. Because a lot of the times when we are talking with somebody, all we think about is, oh, he said that, what can I say now to counter that? And then we don't hear anything else of the argument, right? And when you find yourself actually trying to listen to the whole argument, you'll be like, I forgot what I was going to say. But that's because that was not the valid point of the conversation, but you were still trying to keep that in the back of your mind while listening, when in reality that part probably had nothing to do with it. And his example was, he, you ask somebody a question, and be like, I don't know. When in reality, I don't know means I don't feel comfortable telling you. Right? And that's because you haven't listened well enough to follow up with another great question, right? Because sometimes it's not rebutting what has been said. It's about asking another question to get a better understanding. And then you can dive more into it and get more out of the person. But you've got to be able to listen first. Then it says, listen with the soul's ear. Understand what the argument is really about. So lock 10 is... Trying to read my own writing. It says, having prejudice, the key, we all have it, never try to cast it aside. And this one he talked about how, um, I think it was, what was it? 
It was his client was a I'm trying to think his client was I think a white banker. Let me think. White banker. I'm trying to think how it was. His client was a white banker and he thought to himself when he was picking the jury that black people like me so I want the jury to be majority black. There were two white people on the jury. He couldn't get them too kicked off. It ended, he ended up winning the case but he ended up winning the case because of the two white people and he said well I was too busy worried about if the jury would like me not knowing that since he was a white banker that a majority of black people don't like bankers or something like that or government officials. Maybe it was a government official or something like that. I can't remember. And the only reason why it was a hung jury and he had won the trial or got the case thrown out was because of the two jurors that he didn't even want on the case. But that's because he was thinking of himself and not what people would think of his actual client. Something along those lines. I said, you got to read the book. There's a lot of great examples. And then when it comes to this, I'm going to go with, we'll go into uh, domestic arguing, winning in the home. But I want to go with something that my boss said that I think is really funny. It's when the, uh, he's all, the best thing to do at the beginning is let everybody demolish themselves, right? If you're arguing in a group, let everybody demolish themselves and then you come in and say something neutral, but the neutral the, the neutral statement makes everybody think that you're on their side. Does that make sense? So it'd be the equivalent of, he, he gave me an example. The example was, you, you're talking to a feminist, right? And she's like, oh, women this, women that, we need more blah, 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 whatever. And he's all, instead of trying to argue with them of whether you agree or disagree with feminism or whatever movement is, you would just say, yeah, I have a daughter too. And I hope that she grows up to be a strong, independent woman. And you leave it at that. You didn't say whether you're for the feminist movement, you're against the feminist movement. You gave a vague statement that no matter what, I think either side can agree with that. And then you go about your day. You didn't cause a problem. You didn't lose. You Everything's fair game. So that's something to think about right there. So now we're going to go into a few of winning the argument in the home. It says, you must fight to win. This is the lock. You must fight to win no matter what. Right? You must fight to win no matter what. And once again, sometimes to win, you must be willing to lose. Right? We've got to understand that. Sometimes to win, you must be willing to lose. And I think the best way I've heard this is a guy I used to follow on YouTube a long time ago that got me into the YouTube universe and, and fitness and spirituality, brought me back to my Catholic faith, who's not even a Catholic man, was Elliot Hulse. And I think he said the, one of the best things I've ever heard. He said, my wife makes 80% of all the decisions, maybe even 90%. I only make 10. But in my opinion, I make the 10 most important ones. And it's, do I care what color the car is? No. I care that we only spend $30,000 on the car. Right? So it's knowing when to win. Who cares what color the car is? 
If she wants a freaking pink car, what do you as a man care? Do you think the color pink somehow emasculates you? Well, that's your own problem, right? I don't care where we live. I don't care about the house. Or it would be, I don't care uh, the color of the house, if it's a ranch, if it's a, a duplex, if it's a condo, if it's a trailer, as long as it's in a well, uh, you know, in a, within a good school district for our children. So my wife can pick wherever, and I'll be like, no, nah, that school district's not good. Let's look in this area. You can get whatever house in this area because the school district's good and the community is safe. Other than that, babe, pick everything you want. I don't really care, right? In reality, it's a win-win. But once again, who cares? What do we want to eat for dinner? Whatever you want, babe. I'll eat whatever you want. You know, that's a different story. But So something to think about there. Lock. Needing to control them when angry. The key, hear anger as pain, not anger. Follow the pain, right? That's like if your girlfriend or something's always accusing you of cheating and the big taboo is never talk about exes with your new girlfriend, well, maybe she was cheated on. So you need to have that conversation with her to give her to get an understanding of where she's coming from and why she's accusing you of these things. Lock number three. Arguing with my child doesn't work. And his key is, if you want a loving child, love them. If you want a respectful child, respect them. If you want a child who lashes out, try to control them. If you want a child who hates, impose power on them. And the big thing is leading by example. And he talked about, you know, he never forced his children to throw the trash, to clean their room, to do any of that. Eventually, the child just wanted to clean his room. I was listening to one of my, um, or so one thing he said was when he first started growing up, he, and I think this quote is very intelligent. I love this quote in this book. It was growing up, he was wild and reckless, right? And then as he got older, he was wild and reckless and made a bunch of dumb mistakes. But his wild and recklessness led him to become a lawyer to take these risky cases and to end up winning. But while he was struggling in his early years, he told his dad, why didn't you beat this information? Why didn't you beat that horrible habit out of me? I made so many stupid decisions because of it. And his dad responded with, you can beat the actions out of a dog, but you could never put them back in. So we've got to understand that that fearlessness and that sense of more immortality, if you beat that out of them, it can never come back. You've got to teach your child how to control it and use it in the right situation. But if you beat it out of them, it's gone forever, right? You've just got to try and help them to learn to harness their powers, right? It's kind of like they say with uh, Superman or all these different superheroes. You must learn to use the power for good. But you don't want to take the power away from them at all. And then the, the last thing I heard listening to one of my Catholic podcasts was the guy was talking about how his kids hated to read. They're always on their iPads and stuff. And he's like, and all I always did was I picked up a book. They would play on their iPads. They'd see dad pick up a book though. I'd pick, they'd pick up an iPad every night. I would pick up my book. He said until one day my son asked me to take him to the bookstore so he could find a book. He's all, all I could do was keep reaching for the book and hopefully my son would follow and he did 
right? But they've got to see the change in you. I've said it before. That's like the Christian that never found God, right? It doesn't matter if you go to the church and you go and worship and and call yourself a Christian if you never really change. If you're still an alcoholic, if you're still a drug addict, if you're still whatever, and all people around you see is, oh, he started going to church and he donates money in his time, but you've never really changed. Why would they want to become a Christian? Why would they want to become a Buddhist or whatever? They wouldn't because it hasn't really significantly changed your life for the better. And if that's the case, why would they want to follow your in your footsteps? So there it is. How to win an argument every time. And I hope this information will help you. Alright? So once again, thank you for tuning in. Use this valuable time to take some notes, mental notes. Um, in reality, just be quiet. Turn, don't go to the next podcast. Sit and contemplate the things you've just heard. And hopefully you can add to this discussion. You can add your own personal twist. And be able to share this information with others. So, don't forget to follow on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Google+. The YouTube channels out there. Health, fitness, motivation, spirituality, Christianity, nutrition. All those great things are on the YouTube channel. As long as with these other podcasts. And I'm going to end with some more of the NF song. NF, all I have. Thank you for tuning in. And stay tuned for the next episode.